All right, welcome along to the latest edition of the Irish Rally Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Adam Hall from RallyInside.com. Adam, great to have you on the show. Um, I've been following your, your stuff uh, quite closely. And, um, you know, always, always a very interesting read. Um, it comes from a huge passion for motorsport, no doubt. And, um, yeah, I know I know it, it's all it's all wheels with you, even, even in the day job. So, uh, a great passion, but unfortunately, not too much to take the box at the moment because we don't have any action. Yeah, for sure, Kevin. Um, thanks very much for uh, having me on here and um, well done on uh, your podcast. And yeah, it's been brilliant so far. So yeah, I hope you can keep going with it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to um, the the next guest that you, you have planned. Um, but yeah, for for me, it's, it's been a different year, I suppose, for rallying over here. Um, so I'm looking forward to things hopefully getting going again although it's it's hard to know when that will be from a content creating point of view um you know obviously we've had to rethink things a little bit and this is both from a podcast point of view and obviously from putting out content on rallyinside.com so what what have you found um opportunistic during this time uh i guess looking back um through the years and yeah trying trying to get in touch with people that uh, you've you've probably heard of from um, back in the day or whose work you followed or yeah just just even listening to some of the podcasts out at the minute as well it's been it's been brilliant so yeah I know I've I've uh, definitely the start of lockdown especially um, I tried to get in touch with um, some guys for content and yeah, hopefully hopefully I'll get that produced um, towards the end of the year and out there. But definitely there's some amazing stories in this country um, for rallying and yeah, it's, it's been nice hearing them and yeah, for me, hopefully um, producing something for that as well will be good. So yeah, I guess I know it's definitely been a difficult time, but um there has been some chances to do things a wee bit differently. Yeah, there has indeed. We've, we've definitely had to rethink things, both as, I suppose, p- people involved from content production and obviously competitors themselves. And we noticed, obviously, over the last month or so in particular, that you know guys have been going to different sprint events, time trials, all, all across kind of things. And um, that's, that's how they're kind of trying to fill the void at the moment, which is not ideal, but it's, I guess it's the closest they're going to get at the moment. Yeah, and it's it's good to see that um people are just keen to get out there no matter no matter what it is. Um I know I know if you had um, if you had a business at the minute or um you're working away it's it's uh, definitely difficult times but to see so many people still going out and competing on different things. Even the guys who are going across the water as well, like there's there's definitely an appetite just to to get back rallying so i think that's definitely promising anyway yeah and like things were looking so good at the start of the year me and you would have spoken kind of off there about west cork in particular and how how that was shaping up at the time yeah i guess that's nearly the hardest thing to take um for us following the sport just and i know galway maybe was struggling at the start um but they did well to get their rally pulled together and then it was it was just a brilliant start to the the tarmac championship and with yeah with alistair fisher going so well and 
seeing him take his his first tarmac win, um, that was that was definitely a special day there. And just having you had Dona Kelly back in the pace, um, even Marion Evans, he was back over and had a polo. He was looking good. Moffats were getting used to their new cars. You know, it was it was all coming together. And then seeing the entry for West Cork, I think. There wasn't too many people um, not excited about that. That definitely probably would have been the best rally since um, the circuit CRC days over here. Um, yeah. yeah. And then obviously the decision had to be taken not to run it. And yeah, it was, I think the West Cork team did well seeing what was coming. Um, tough decision, but. Yeah, definitely one you couldn't argue with. It's just a pity how it all worked out. And yeah, to think what this year could have been, um, West Cork and then Easter stages, uh, Killarney, Donegal. You could only imagine the, the entries and um, the weekends we could have had there. But yeah, I think looking forward. Um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, I guess you can only hope that we'll maybe get something before the end of the year that's hard to know but i think there's there seems to be clubs still still putting the work in to try and um at least have a chance of something running uh so yeah hopefully hopefully um some of those come off and we're in a better t- position at the start of next year but yeah it's it's just so hard to know at the moment yeah, and crucially, I suppose, with those clubs that have lost their events this year, I, I would assume that, you know, the priority is to make sure that they can focus entirely on on what the story is for next year and try put whatever they can in place to, to try and make events happen. Now, obviously, there's only a certain amount you can do and you're a product of your environment and that will ultimately dictate what, what does and doesn't happen. But yeah. if you can put as much things as possible in place, then you stand a great chance and, and no doubt clubs I would assume are probably, you know, in that kind of information seeking stage where, where they can try and put together something within the parameters of what we're working with. Yeah, yeah. Even just from a, a general point, you can only do your best. So um I know Wexford was probably the the one event everyone was talking about. And yeah, those guys were definitely putting in the work to make something happen um so even even knowing that had um the country's regulations just been different at at the time they could have had something for us so just knowing that that you know if, if the work's done um and think if teams are smart about how to organize things and again take a, a sensible common sense approach and yeah hopefully once um regulations open up again or restrictions open then um we'll be in a position to return but yeah even even it's probably a good time for clubs to start working together and communicating with each other to to figure out a way that um as many can come back and bounce back from this um, yeah, the Wexford thing in particular, like that was that was supposed to be this weekend. So yeah, yeah, like it's um, and I have been looking so good, and obviously it was just literally with with the regulations at the time, the decision 
was obviously made or whatever and uh yeah that was obviously a tough one and look it was watered down somewhat in that the welsh competitors and the uk competitors overseas in general weren't let across and i know that was a handy one for the welsh lads in particular just come across into ross lair and uh they hadn't far to go to to compete it was cutting down yeah. road time and all that like so um you know even without the welsh guys it still would have been nice to have something and i know a lot of lads from up and down the country, even some big names were, were kind of targeting that because obviously they had very little else to work with this year. Yeah, and I think as well, um the the week the weekend before the, the phase four announcement or the whatever whatever phase it turned out to be, um the Motorsport Ireland or whatever sports um group allowed two people in a car again, so even then, um, it was it was looking good, good for them. I think I think that was uh, one concern in part for Allian, but for that rule to be lifted, um, again, I, I guess it's just what could have been. And definitely, I'm sure if the rally had run, they would have got um, a fairly nice entry list for it, just with um, guys wanting to get out again and. I know, I know they had planned a fairly decent amount of road miles and number of stages considering the circumstances. So it was definitely going to be um, a very respectable rally, and it was a a two day event as well. Like there, yeah, it's not like it was just a, a one day event. So again, it's a pity, but definitely fair play to the club for putting in the effort and I hope I hope the work that they did can maybe be used um later on in the year. Uh, or even um I guess clubs maybe can can find out how they went about their plans and yeah, just just to try and understand how how we can manage the situation at the minute and try and get something going again. But definitely it's a pity, but yeah, fair fair play to Wexford for the, the efforts they put in and yeah I know I know they had penciled in a date for later in October for a, a one day event so I don't know what, what the situation is on that at the minute but yeah it's uh, I know everything's so dependent on the, the stance taken by the government at the minute so yeah it's a tricky and, one uh... It is indeed, yeah. We we're, were actually um I was trying to get Gary Bradley on there over the last couple of weeks and uh between between him having issues and between me having issues, uh <laughs> we're both beyond our control. Uh, we we couldn't go ahead with it, but we will have a chat with Gary obviously at some stage to see yeah um what the you know, the jigs and the reels were because he, he was obviously involved in, in the take of it and it would have been interesting just to get some sort of context on, on how clubs were, were approaching it and, and obviously just to give some insight on the running of an event and, and how, how difficult it is, how much work is involved for a lot of people out there who maybe don't understand that, that just maybe rock up and, and have a look and, and see what's happening on the day and assume that it kind of falls into place and I know people aren't that naive but just to get a real insight into into what what is involved, I suppose. But Adam, like just just as a general rule, before we move on from the you know events of, of COVID this year, are you you know in favour of seeing stuff as it stands, or do you think we're better off just drawing a line across it altogether? Uh I think I think it's been long enough now for a, a line to be drawn. Um, 
that definitely we need to be encouraging safety and um, complying to rules. But yeah, seeing seeing so many other things um, get back to normal again, I, I don't think we can afford to get left behind. And I think one year, one year away is fine. But if it starts impacting next year and if championships start to be dropped again next year, it's that's when it gets scary for me, I think. Um, yeah, it's rallying's a big thing in Ireland. Um, but yeah, we need to be doing our best to promote the sport, try and get more people into the sport. I think when when we look back to growing up, um, even even with rallying in general and the WRC, um, I think of McRae and Richard Burns, all those guys to follow. Um, it was it was hard not to grow up and um miss rallying, or it was hard to avoid your local rally, um, or the stage that runs past your house, or your family friend that has a car and does a few events. Um, I think all of those things have had a big impact on how big rallying is in this country. But if, if we start losing a couple of years um, where nothing's happening, um, yeah, I think I think it's, it's a common sense approach again. Like if, if there's an opportunity to return, um, we need to be doing our best to, to get the sport going again. And I think... Yeah, you can only you can only do your best, and you hope that everybody who's got a position in the sport or has an influence in some ways is doing their bit to um try and get the the sport going again. But definitely, I think the desire from a competitor's point of view is there now to to get going again. You only have to see um. So people are going, yeah, you know, there's guys who had a um, sport rally last weekend. Um, people are going to the RC events. You know, they're they're traveling huge miles just to get out. So, uh, yeah, with, with plenty of other sports and activities um, going again, I think we need to yeah, be doing our seen, bit to get rallying going. Yeah, we've seen a lot of our competitors, um, you know, from all parts of, all parts of Ireland, flocking overseas to to try to try get some action like you know we mentioned on, on a weekly basis here your, your, your of course your marker lanes your moffats obviously brain divine yeah uh, aaron johnson is obviously with oliver solberg and you spoke to uh, aaron recently and kevin glendening had him on the most recent crunch and gears podcast too yeah you know you see you see all these guys itching to get some sort of action and uh they're, they're all they're all going across and look they're well within their right to do so um but like it's uh it's just it's just not an ideal situation but for you know for, for those guys in in particular like they've they've uh, they've kind of um asserted themselves quite well in those in those events not not like we won't talk about brain divine we're always on about them and they're obviously yeah. kind of a standard brain 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 is, is is operating at a different level but we'll say for the guys the moffats and that who, who can, can compete with brain incidentally on on the country yeah. but are not kind of in those work drives like these guys are getting used to those sort of events and it can only stand to them but it's not replicating the out now tarmac events which are which are absolutely used to here like yeah i think uh yeah the moffats and um 
Cass and McCourt did, did really well over the weekend. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's so good to see those guys just going over there right on the pace. And it's, uh, yeah, it was in Greystoke, which is, it's very much um, sports proven ground. So to be even close to um, those guys' um, pace, you can imagine the amount of test miles they have done up and down there. Um, so, yeah, it's, look, we're a, definitely a country that punches above our weight in rallying terms, even even in motorsport in general, the amount of um, success we've had over the years. And, yeah, I think just the competition, again, that we have over here, I think sometimes we take it for granted, the the number of closed road events and forestry um, rallies that we have in a calendar year like it's it's crazy and even even the mileage that we'll have here on a rally if you if you go look at some of the the british championship events and the obviously the class that the british championship is um if you go look at some of our national rounds it's a uh, you know we're not far off and it's it's definitely a, a different level in terms of where people are looking to go but um yeah the the strength and depth we have here and the the number of drivers we have constantly competing against each other it's it's something special so again let's hope next year we can we can see that again hopefully we're we're past uh, the worst of all this and we can get back to normal next year i think definitely we're all going to appreciate um mm-hmm. what we had before when we get back Definitely, yeah. And as you know, we kind of mentioned, we say the likes of Malcolm Wilson or going back a bit further, a Dave Richards or whatever. If we had an Irish version of those guys, are we, would we see more of our own getting these work drives? Or is it a case where, like, something that struck me in particular listening to the Sprint podcast was when Niall McShea had, I think he had a million to offer to try to get a drive with, with, with Ford in 2005. Yeah. Roman Cresta was able to come with a few more, Bob. And he got the drive. But I, I can't quite ever get my head around this. Like, factory teams with, with huge finances are still... It sounds naive for me to say this now, but they're still taking into account what their own guy can bring in addition yeah. to their finances. Like, can you imagine a soccer player, for example, saying, oh, look, give me the contract there and the 250 grand a week and I'll bring a million myself and I'll give yeah. it to the club. It's, it's, uh, just, it's, it's batshit crazy, really. It's so... It is sometimes when you sit down and think about it, you wonder how how it all works. But yeah, it's you do wonder how drivers get paid, but they expect to bring a certain amount of money. And even Formula One's the same. And in many ways, mm-hmm. you have you have what Lewis Hamilton could be on forty, fifty million a year, and yet um, somebody a few places down the grid could be bringing that amount to get their drive. So. Stroll is a good example yeah. in this case. Yeah, buying buying For the sure. Sony, and the Sun has a bit of talent and fairness now. Like we won't take that away, but Jesus, Daddy comes in with the big bucks and gets the gets the drive for the young yeah. lad. Like, but yeah, I think I think rallying it's it's a a tough industry to get your break, and I have to say, fair play to to Craig and Paul for um getting their their seat in Hyundai even this weekend. Um, I know they're. They're still obviously working to try and get their their place full time, but um, for those guys to come come from Ireland and 
you know they have they have proved themselves for years and years the the groundwork that um craig done on back in the wrc academy and through the erc and the different drives he had with pugio and even citron like he's done endless amounts of hard work just to put himself in a position of a drive as a manufacturer so i don't i don't know if um that will ever change until we get more manufacturers and more seats it's it's just so difficult and yeah if if you were a team owner and you had two guys with similar results and one could bring a few million and the other couldn't like it's yeah it sort of stands to sense who you would pick um yeah just to and get still, through a year but it's, it's still, it's it still seems adam that like just say obviously Nile mcshay always had more talent than Roman Crest or whatever. But they, they side with the guy that has a few bob, even if he's that bit inferior to the guy that doesn't. Yeah. I no, think it's mad. It's a mad sport, like. And in, in that case as well, like, it, it, yeah, I think looking back, decision might have been made differently, but again, that's hindsight. And I think Malcolm um, has had endless amount of decisions to make in terms of drivers he's had to take. And, those he couldn't but yeah it's i think m sports uh a unique team as well with um how they run it day to day it's obviously different to uh a hyundai or a toyota at the minute um but definitely i think the only solution is trying to get a format of the sport at a high, at the highest level that encourages more manufacturers or yeah, it's something um, I was thinking about at the start of the year, just with, you know, it's there's nearly two ways now the sport can go in the future, whether it it goes, uh, tries to chase the electric future, and I know they're bringing in the hybrid cars, which I don't really know how much of an impact that'll have. Um, you know, they're talking about a power boost, so... Yeah, what what level of detail that hybrid system is going to be and how relevant that will be to a, a normal car, um, it's hard to know. But yeah, I think we've lost lost a wee bit of the, the early 2000s or the 90s when you, you saw a World Rally car and um, yeah, it was something you wanted to go and buy. You know, you, you yeah. can't... Yeah. You can't look at the Yaris now, you know, that Toyota Yaris looks nothing like the Yaris you see on a road. It's yeah. Even even that attraction from a, a manufacturer you have to question um from from seeing a, a star um rally driver and yeah, a fan going to to buy that car in the showroom, I think that's long gone now. I don't yeah, and someone someone mentioned that I can't remember. I was listening to that lately on what, on what podcast it might have been, but um, they they mentioned that exact fact where you know back obviously in the two thousands or whatever you saw Subaru. Jesus, everyone wanted a Subaru and they were, they were very attractive, or you know yeah. so, something along those lines. I mean, for all the will in the world, and I don't mean to be taken away from any manufacturer here, but I don't know if the same. <laughs> Same grass there said to buy a Yaris, it won't be obviously to buy a Subaru. Yeah, do you know, like, and that's a that's an important 
thing as well because when obviously when you saw the Subaru, you'd be thinking, oh, one rally car. And now when you see Yaris, I doubt anyone is thinking one rally car. Do you know and what I mean? It clearly worked because, you know, you think back 10, 15, 20 years ago, there was a, a crazy amount of impresses mm. driving about. Like, you, it was obvious. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that's something that if, if, if the WRC wants more manufacturers, that they're not going to appear from nowhere. I think something has to be done to encourage it. And even there's so much talk about um, costs at the minute and how much current World Rally car costs and whether you go back to R5 and all of this. But again, if, if you go back to R5 and have, say, three or four, manufacturers and yeah another 20 privateers um a privateer in in an r5 against a manufacturer on r5 it's it's still going to be different different levels you know it's Mm -hmm. it's a definitely a tough one i think in general we need to try and um find a way of attracting more teams um and then that way you know, there's there's more of a realistic ladder for young drivers to say, oh, there's 16 seats available where I will get paid eventually. And then at least if they do invest money over a period of time, there's a likely return on that. Whereas at the minute, it's definitely a difficult proposition. It is, it is indeed. So let's talk about Rally Estonia, which is obviously on, on the horizon here. And we mentioned, obviously, Craig Breen and Paul getting the drive here with Hyundai, this is huge for them because obviously they're trying to make that statement and try to get a more, you know, a more permanent drive. Now, they've done well in the past in terms of trying to make that happen. They still obviously haven't been given the rubber to green, but a big result here will certainly do them no harm. It may go a long way and possibly getting more runs in, in the future rather than the, the come day, go day sort of thing that's going on with them in the past couple of years, you know? Yeah, so they've, they've got their drive in... Estonia this weekend and then yeah the next event in Turkey Loeb's coming in on that third seat so yeah I think Craig and Paul are even the R5 drives that they've had in the RC you know that never put a foot wrong so yeah I think I think if if they can go and have a nice smooth weekend show their pace on a few few occasions and, and get get some points with Hyundai they're definitely you know, with Tanak and Novella's teammates, they're both going for the the driver's title. So, um, yeah, I think I think uh, if Craig and Craig can show some some good pace, but again, just just work work as part of the team, which which they're so so comfortable doing now. Um, I think that's. That's uh, what they'll they'll be needing to do for hopefully getting a, a seat in the future. They seem to have a a good relationship with um, Adamo now at Hyundai, and I think they're very well settled in, in that team. So I think long term it's looking good for them. Um, it's just just keeping keeping the pace there and trying to get a good result. But I think this weekend's going to be very tricky to get 
to get into the podium. If if they can do it, it'll be brilliant. And if if they do come away here with a really good result, it's it's gonna be very impressive because they're they're up against Tanak, their teammate. It's it's his home round and again it's it's a fast gravel event. Um everyone's sort of or yeah, it's a likeness with Finland. So again, Toyotas are going to be strong there. So yeah, it it could be a tough weekend. Um, but if if Craig and Paul do well, I think it's it's gonna gonna do them no harm at all. Um, but definitely they've had a good few months in the, the rallies that they've done. So um, I think yeah, if if they keep going in the right direction, um things are looking promising for them yeah indeed and obviously as you mentioned Tannock's home event is going to be a tall order there to try and get get the better get the better of that guy you mentioned obviously the fact that there is similarities to Finland and, and Craig has obviously finished on the podium there over the last yeah. four or five years so I mean it's an event that he'll he'll definitely take by the scruff of the neck you know he's obviously coming in as the hard driver but he won't be found wanting no, and to for Hyundai to put him in ahead of Loeb and Sordo, like it's it's no main feat to get a seat ahead of those two guys. Um, so definitely, um, he's in a good position now, and I think there's three rounds after this: Turkey, Italy, and Belgium or Yip. So I think, yeah, I think Craig will be in a a nice place to get another run out before the end of the year, I think. And Yippie's obviously the the reigning reigning winner there. He won last year, so I think there's there's a nice chance he'll be out there. And yeah, that's that's maybe again a a round that'll suit him. Um, but yeah, I think this weekend's going to be interesting. Um, with Tanak. Yeah, I think with the Toyotas probably having a wee bit of an advantage, but again, Tanak being the man to beat driving wise, it could could be interesting. Even with Robin Perez there, um, and Ogier's teammate, Ogier is obviously a nice lead in the championship. Um, so I think those three will be the, the people to watch: Tanak, Robin Perez, and Ogier. Yeah, for sure. Further down the leaderboard then and further down categories, I suppose, is uh, Aaron Johnson, who's has been doing exceptionally well alongside Oliver Solberg. And he's a guy you spoke to recently. Uh, and obviously, Kevin Lenny had him on the podcast recently too. Um, a very interesting guy, by, by all accounts. And uh, it's, it's it's kind of a, um, a partnership that would take a bit of thinking without knowing the story initially. You'll have an yeah. Irish guy... With with a with a Swede a Swedish le- legend and a son of a Swedish legend here, yeah. Um, I think Aaron told me a while ago about um the the tie up there. So I think it's thanks to Chris Patterson and obviously his links with with Petter and yeah, Aaron explained it really really well on um Kevin's podcast Crunching Gears. So. Yeah, it's it's so so good to see him in that position, and yeah, Aaron and Oliver seem to work really really well, and yeah, some of their their onboard footage from um Rome and uh, Leopaya 
it's just the proofs in the pudding there like you you can't get much better than that in terms of um detail and the delivery of the pace notes so iron's obviously doing a really good job and yeah he's he's young for well they're both both young guys um, and they have a brilliant opportunity obviously the the results they keep getting is um way above their own expectations um the same anytime i talk to them they're they're always um reiterating that they're only only out there to sort of learn events this year you know they're only really starting to do world championship events this year it's all about gaining experience but every time they say that they seem to go and um set the pace and yeah again the one in the apaya and beat a whole list of quality drivers so um that's those two have got an exciting future definitely um future wrc stars so yeah it's it's brilliant that iron's in that position and he he deserves to as well um if you go and look at the the number of events he's done over the past years you know he's he's definitely put the effort in um and he's he's got his rewards so um hopefully them them two can continue uh on the the way they're going at the minute and yeah it's it's brilliant to see absolutely yeah and i, I think i kind of said that uh, oliver silver was a swedish legend i meant Pedro, of course but oliver no doubt yeah. one day will become a swedish legend and, and hopefully uh johnson along alongside him it would be it'd be fantastic so Adam, uh, just um, you know, we've covered a lot of ground here so far, but I know there's a, a, a bit of a book in the pipeline. I don't know if you're at liberty to kind of talk about the ins and outs of that, but that's that's obviously I think that's been kept, you know, been keeping you busy. I should say during the lockdown as well, and you're hoping to have something out. I think in the, in the next couple of months, is that right? Yeah. Um. So again, last year I suppose was, yeah. I think if if I explain myself properly, I, I graduated from uni last summer so on the the years before that exam season is really peak rally season as well with uh, april and may so i could never really um cover things properly over the past few years and then come september last year uh sort of thought it would be just a nice a nice chance to add value to um irish rallying at the minute and i think Initially, it it was really going to be a photo book, nearly with um just some of the, some of the best photos from throughout the year. You know, when you you see guys um pictures from events like Killarney, it's uh, you just don't you don't get that anywhere else. Um, some of the scenery and the cars and the names that float about the stages in Ireland's incredible. So I thought uh, it would be nice to capture that and. Yeah, the the idea is sort of gained a wee bit of momentum, um, and we got the book out just before Christmas last year. Um, so again, just one of the chance. I have to say a big thanks to to everyone who helped me out. Um, I didn't really know what way it was gonna go. It was more a case of uh, I had a notion and I wanted to see what it would look like and then um with everyone who, who helped me out um, and people who wrote stuff for me those who supplied photos you know it, it's a uh, yeah some of the people we have in this sport in this country you know you, you just don't get any better so 
um, yeah, getting getting enough interest to run a decent print batch and yeah, getting them out before Christmas last year was brilliant. So yeah, this year I've had a bit more time to think about it and you yeah, have less events this year obviously, but uh, yeah, I've spoke to some um interesting people over lockdown and we'll definitely have some nice features and hopefully some more really good photos in the book this year so i haven't haven't started pulling the content together yet um but yeah i've, I've done done a bit of research i've interviewed um, a few folk already so now i'm looking looking forward to um starting that again soon and yeah it'll hopefully uh, all being well um have that going into print at the the start of december again this year hashtag watch this space yeah (laughs) adam that's brilliant listen um thanks for coming on the irish rally podcast uh it's great to have you on and uh look we'll chat again in in the near future no doubt no problem at all kevin um thanks for having me on and again well done for the effort that you're putting in here and yeah the quality of this podcast is brilliant so i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it can go especially when um hopefully we get uh, some more rallies in this country in the near near future that's it but hopefully that's the that was kind of half the idea behind any that we get stuff out there when, when events do do get back on but look in the meantime it's good to be getting these sort of stories from, from different people involved and, and no doubt we'll explore different avenues as well Adam Hall from RallyInside.com. Thanks a million. And again, just a quick word to all the listeners out there. If you are a listener on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, uh, don't be afraid of those five stars. Really helping getting us up the leaderboard. And if anyone is interested in any sponsorship opportunities, you can contact us on any of the social media platforms or get us at uh, irishrallypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.